passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty or possibly funded by foreign royalty, MLS. We are your hosts from Mornings on 1077 The End. I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room on the pitch and in the stats booth at CenturyLink Field as recently as last weekend. It's Brandon from the internet. More like full 90 extra sad. <laughs> it is extra sad. Do us a quick solid to click on through to Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast thing you're using that has a rating system and give us a rating. Definitely, definitely five stars, please. Unless it's out of 10, in which case 10. But primarily, just leave us a comment. We want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player. From the most infamous substitution that has ever taken place, Mike Seaman for Peter Vaginas. Vianus is how you say that, but it definitely <laughs> looks like vaginas for sure. <laughs> Speaking of Vaginas. Uh, this week we did get a review from Siegeness. Uh, it must be Sayanus. Sayanus? <laughs> is that what they yell at Seahawks games now? Sayanus! <laughs> Oh, hot. Uh, this week's review comes hot. from... <laughs> oh, off-season has begun early. Um, from C. Anus on iTunes, who doesn't care how the sausage is made. Uh, he says, I'm leaving a comment because I was told to by Gerg, but I'm not telling you who my favorite player is because you're not the boss of me. And to that, I say that we, we get to make up who your favorite player is. And in the spirit of Sounders losing to Portland in the playoffs, your favorite player is Shalry Joseph. How do you like that scene? Oh, oh no. Shalry Joseph out with a hamstring. 
<laughs> out with a Granada coaching. Hey, uh, CJ Ness, I'm guessing is what your name is. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks so much for referencing Gerg. <laughs> if anyone wants to know what Gerg is, make sure you uh, subscribe, download, and rate our dumb podcast. That's very sweet of you, and I appreciate it very much. So, all right. Well, um, last week, last week, the yeah. final week, on the Thursday. sailing off into the off season with my seamen, Sounders FC, took on the Fartland Timbers <laughs> in a battle for the MLS Western Conference semifinal. Sad panda. Yeah, every week I feel like the Sounders seem like they're out to prove the paradigm about the way that they start things and the way that they end them. To me, it feels like the Dave Green started out 2018 like a young Luke Skywalker, like on Tatooine, 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 uh, harvesting moisture still with no Jedi powers yet. Hey, you guys, I've Uh, definitely seen the Star Wars. And then he gets knocked out and defeated by a Tuscan Raider. Hey, All Tuscan defense. Raiders are tough. Hey, come on now. Yeah, but not for not for Obi Wan Ghost Nobi. <laughs> um, uh, the Sounders, though, like Luke, require a new arrival, Obi Wan or Yoda, however you want to look at it, to come in and spark something. Uh, and Thursday's car show classic at the Clink was no different. <laughs> The match goes into halftime 0-0, much like the Sounders' full season went into half with being very, very bad and bleak, but ended 2-1 after regular time, 3-2 after extra time, and 2-4 on penalties with the Timbers advancing to the Western Conference Final, ending the Sounders' new hope uh, of a third straight MLS Cup appearance. You know what? After a dismal performance in the second one, um, it was it would have been really nice to see Seattle... like. With a shot at actually being able to do something in the MLS Cup this year with like Raul Ruiz Diaz and others together attacking, you could have actually seen some offense, and it's sad that it didn't happen. Just uh, like, I feel like in the um, the last two MLS Cups, right? So the first one, Sounders don't put a shot on goal, somehow still win the trophy and penalties. The second one, they just get absolutely bossed by Toronto and, and end up losing that match. It was awesome in this match you could see how the Sounders play with their bag up against the wall um yeah sure they went up early and and had the chance to seal it but you know missing some key figures in the in the defense you end up not being able to to just hold on to a one nil win like they could have but hold up though like uh before the match I went back and watched it we were both at the match first of all great seeing you we used to work together every day and so I'd see you all the time great seeing you on the sideline there, all dressed up in your fancy new suit and everything but like it was like two dudes who definitely wanted to watch the match and one that definitely did not want to work that was you I saw one of your colleagues he's like what's up man I was like I'm drunk (laughs) and he was like yeah all right (laughs) I wish I was in the stands with you being drunk but okay fine but um those two dudes that we were missing you're talking about of course chad marshall with the knee injury and the surgery and then christian rolled on not able to get back into the squad with that hip flexor injury when schmetzer came out he was straight up like they interviewed him pre-match i went back and watched it after being at the match um i went back and he was like no nah, man it's not a problem these guys are pros it doesn't matter we we don't need those guys to win we could get we can get it done without them next, next man up kind of attitude yeah exactly and and i believed him it wasn't like a thing where he was just saying the line to try and get everyone else in on it it was like his nonchalance like no 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 that's silly get out of here yeah, and, and, yeah they, and they played like it too there was that team played like they were there to win yeah that was um not like the most beautiful game of soccer i've ever seen in my entire life but that was the most fun uh i think i've ever had at a sounders game um despite the loss i mean you're talking 
uh, in the it, so the first half was kind of uh, bleak in my mind. I don't know about you, but zero zero. I mean, it's 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 not bleak in reality because you know what the Sounders are playing for. You know that if Portland scores on a zero zero, you're basically you're you're coming from behind at this point. All that Portland's going to do is bunker in. I'm sorry. Who? If Seattle can score, I'm sorry. Was that uh, Bartland that you were saying? Oh about? yeah, sorry. Ah, Bartland. Thank I gotta you. I gotta get my like autocorrect in my brain. Yeah. Um, but then if Seattle can score, which they end up doing in the first and the second half, um, you know that like then the Sounders are going to do everything they can do to keep uh, Portland from scoring. So first thing that happens is Ruidiaz, uh punishes the Timbers goalkeeper mistake, uh, who who was definitely not nominated for goalkeeper of the year. Uh, <laughs> that is an example why. Dude, that uh, poor guy, I mean, I, I feel for him. He did a good job considering that I was screaming at him for a majority of the game. So, <laughs> I mean, I, and yeah, I was he, only one of a thousand that were there giving him a hard yeah. time. And then he goes and does a dumb thing like that, drops it, and, and props to Rudy, Rudy Diaz on that goal. You might think that, like, uh, it looked easy because he just picked the ball um, after you know, uh, Atanella dropped it, but, uh, honestly really quick thinking from him to, to be able to, to toe poke it and, and get it into the net. But that's the whole uh, thing about that guy. That was the whole reason Adam, that's not a guy who's, I don't know who said it in the broadcast. Um, that's not a guy who is there to be on the ball. That's a guy that when right. the ball is, he's sniffing around when the ball's right there in front of the goal, he puts his foot on it and wraps yeah, it around there. Like finish. you can't leave that. Antonella must've felt so stupid specifically because of how much I was yelling at him. Um, for <laughs> make, because of how much he plays for Portland. Yeah, Portland. Portland yeah. Like the stink, it never goes away, but like making a mistake with Raul Rui Diaz, there sweeping up. I mean, if this was three months ago and you were hoping Dempsey was going to collect on that, Dempsey just wasn't there all year. There wasn't right. a guy in front of the goal with Jordan Morris out that was going to do that. That Raul Ruiz Diaz made that difference, and he you can't make that mistake in front of him. That's really interesting because I think that that's what the Sounders missed the first half of the season um, in Jordan Morris being out with injury is that Jordan is a guy that I don't feel like he was scoring just bangers and, and curling the ball in like uh, you know like you might see Victor Rodriguez or Nico Ladero do. Uh, he was he was always there to clean up. The, the mess in front of goal and score those goals and you see you've seen it you know a thousand times Ladero going down in the box and and like just being able to get it to Rui Diaz um, and Rui Diaz putting it away and finishing it um, so yeah that was I feel like that first goal that the Sounders score was like a quintessential uh, Raul Rui Diaz goal that he's that he scored for the team yeah. ten minutes later yeah, how would you describe that ten minutes later when the when um, they pull it back. Like, how yeah, would you describe the feeling in CenturyLink Field? Oh, it was, it was like the uh, the wind got and ta- got taken got taken out of the sails um, of the entire stadium. But what I actually really, uh, which I think is to be expected, that goal when Timber scored meant that they pulled ahead three to two on aggregate. Um, it doesn't matter. It meant that they were going to win. It um, meant that yeah. If, we, if the if the result had ended that way, oof, it, it would have meant to win. I have a description and, for how it felt to me. Sure. I was playing arena sports indoor soccer some years ago, and I turned to make uh, just to see like the keeper collect the ball or whatever. And somebody stepped in and tried to get cute, and they kicked the ball and it hit me right in the dick. (laughs) And the sound it made, everybody in the place was like, "Oh!" To to me, it it feels like. uh, Hold on, though. Hold on, though. Sorry, go ahead. And then, so like, you know, on the ground being like, oh my God. And like, everyone's just like, give him room, give him room. And then collectively, everyone snapped back into it at the same time. 
I got right. up, ran it off a little bit, and then we were right back to playing. And that's how it felt to me in this, is that there was a little more urgency, sure, but what should have surely sunk the ship did not. I mean, Harry Ship's seamen were still yelling loudly. <laughs> I was going to say that uh, emotionally the way it felt to me was like when you're at a like a family Thanksgiving dinner uh, or something like that, and you know, you have those relatives that definitely don't get along with each other or maybe a bunch of people don't get along with one specific person and somebody says like a just like a full on truth about that person in front of that person and the whole room like gets that feeling in their stomach of like, oh, they're like, yeah, what Uncle now? Bill and everyone's like, right. oh, my God, you can't say yeah. that. Right. But nobody nobody does anything because they don't know what to do. But you know, maybe if it's a real truth and like it's a something that's healing, then everybody can get back into it. And that's what I felt like going into like as soon as the whole stadium realized what had happened, they turned right back around and started cheering the 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 sounders back on to go finish it. And like that the energy was electric going into uh freaking six minutes of extra time. Yeah. Uh which every you know, everybody in Portland, I was standing right behind the benches at that point. Um and I was basically standing. Brag. <laughs> I was standing right behind. I was like uh, taking off my warm ups. I was about ready to take the pitch. Uh, I, I got this, right Rui Diaz. <coughs> I was probably standing three feet away from uh, Gio Savarese, and uh, which does sound like a wine. Um, it's a type of wine. Uh, and he was like looking at the fourth official and I cannot speak Spanish, but I can tell you that there were so many bad words. So, so many bad words. Um, and I don't know what they were, but he was screaming at the fourth official about these six minutes. He's like, really, really? How, how is this? How is there six minutes? Um, and then the Sounders bench was like, obviously like, okay, if we're going to get six minutes, we're going to capitalize on it. And that's exactly what they do. Um, this is the goal the second goal that Rudia scored the one in in extra time was like the antithesis of the first goal that he scored the first one being a poacher like clean it up and it doesn't have to be pretty but it gets the job done uh the second goal an errant header from a portland uh player blanco <clears throat> uh heads the ball and it, and it and it's falling out of the sky right in front of in front of Rui Diaz and where he could bring it down and he could try to dribble it around a guy he chooses to instead try to pick it out of the air lashes just absolutely lashes a volley home and pulls the sounders level on aggregate to send it to extra time dude it's like when the first when the fartland goal was scored it was like a trick candle on a birthday cake like got like someone blew it out and they're like yeah and then it relit and they were like oh damn it <laughs> I don't like I can't remember I know what happened like when Seattle got the supporter shield wrapped up and there's been other times maybe in the playoffs even previously but I can't remember a time that everyone went so ballistic than to see like a super piece of class blast that thing home i think the only other moment i could ever think of was when the sounders came back against dc united to win 4-3 after being 3-0 down that was probably the loudest sure. i'd ever heard the stadium until thursday night yeah and that was a regular season match and so there right. was there was even a few more people there Thirty nine thousand was the ultimate number from um from the this playoff match mm -hmm. I, I just the idea that like holy crap they're going to do this. Like, Rui Diaz is the real deal, obviously. And they're going to do, they're, they're going to stick in this and they're going to, they can win it. Now, 
being an Arsenal fan for the last five years, <laughs> and a, frankly, a Seattle fan, I knew that sure. it was a fragile state of affairs. But still, the idea that in stoppage time, Rui Diaz has been the man kind of like two out of three games in a row, two home games in a row, he's delivered big time right when it counted. How exciting. I think on top of all of this, given the season that the Sounders had this year, given the fact that the support never really wavered, there might have been some games that were a little bit lighter in attendance those first uh, during that first half of the season. Yeah. But given given what Sounders supporters have um, stuck through this season and to to be on the verge of of defeat and to and to be like, no, there's we've come so far. So, so the second half of the season, nine games straight, we, this is the same Sounders team. They can pull this out. They, this is the same team from last year that, that came back three, uh, three nil down to win four, three. This is the team that doesn't, that is second half team. It's Brian Schmetzer's rave green army. They can do anything. So given the emotions from having been such a bad first half of the season to turn it around and give the fans hope, uh, to rescue it in the 93rd minute, the third minute of six minutes of extra time. Yeah. That was like, that was a moment that I don't think that Sounders fans will forget. I think that that was an, an amazing, despite the, the, the final result. Yeah. It was, it was an amazing um, kind of a, amalgamation of all of the emotions from the season, all coming into this one, like this is what the Sounders are come from behind scrappy, get it done and do it with class. And that well, was like, I wouldn't say uh, that the Sounders are do it with class. They haven't shown that very much all season. It's been eking out wins a lot. This, to me, was so satisfying that here's a guy who's like such a badass and he got it done that it couldn't have been any more of a letdown than just minutes later in extra time when that goal yeah. goes in. Two minutes in, are you the second minute of extra time, Timber score, a header pulling ahead. Wow. And even even worse, it's the same. So it's uh, Daron Espria, I think is how you say his first name. But Espria, um, he was a second half. After the Sounders scored their goal, um, Timbers turned out and, and uh, brought out Espria. Espria assisted to the, the Timbers goal that was going to give them the, the edge in, in regular time. Um, he scored. Uh, he ends up scoring a free header in the box, uh, just mismarked by Roman Torres, scores a free header in the box in order to pull ahead. Um, Brandon, I didn't know that. I didn't know that Torres was mismarked on him. Oh, go watch, go watch the replay. It's, uh, uh, I've like, yeah. I started to watch the replay of the whole match. I got about 20 minutes in, and I was like, dude, this doesn't do it any justice. The, the fact yeah. that I was there and... In the stadium. Yeah, the, the, it's so not electric. Um, the only thing I can think of is like, you know when you get onto an elevator and someone's just gotten off and you haven't smelled the fart yet, but then the doors close? <laughs> and you smell the fart, you're like, sweet elevator waiting, cool. And you get in, no one else on here. Oh, now I'm trapped in a fart box. That's what that second minute goal felt like. It was <sighs> such a monster letdown. I Like, it's just, uh, it was so disappointing. I can't believe that they had a chance to equalize again. That PK, handball in the uh, box. Yeah, and I didn't. I did, I still haven't even even in the slow motion replays that I've seen. But I I don't know that I've seen the handball that ended up getting called. Um, yeah. But after a after one handball was appealed for and and not given, and then a second handball within like literally within thirty seconds of the first one, um, the it's awarded by the referee who I think had a terrible terrible game. Um, 
Ladero steps up, converts, and draws a level again, sending the Sounders to uh, to penalty kicks to to basically put it away from the spot. Oh, the worst, um, the worst of fates. At this point, though, man, we had yelled and jumped and cheered and high fived and yelled at goalkeepers and players, and it was so satisfying that PK, regardless of the validity of it, the fact that it kept Seattle in, sure, um, was fantastic. What did you think, Brandon, of the PK attempts? Like when you saw Will Bruin drag one wide. It looked like Antonella got a hand to it. The post certainly got a part of it. What was your immediate reaction to that? This is what's so rough for me about about penalty kicks is that, um, A, there was no way to end that match in a way that I think would have been fair to either team for for the amount of fight that that both teams had uh, shown during the entire match. So going to penalties, to put it all on a guy who we know and love, Stefan Fry, to put it on the players, like... If, if when Will Bruin, who is a guy who has just become like a cult hero in Seattle since he's since he's been here, um, to watch him miss, it, I was less concerned about the fact that the Sounders had just missed a penalty, and more concerned about oh no, he probably feels so bad. Yeah, he I mean, probably the guy so- walking off the field at the end in tears, just like having to make that walk past all those fans and like not a person is mad at him. He's like no. such a G and, and then and then he goes and takes to Twitter afterward and apologizes and you're like, no, no I bet you man. he didn't even go to Home Depot the next day. I bet you he just <laughs> he couldn't even make it out, man. Not a not a stack of Bed Bath and Beyond coupons, belt high would have gotten him out. He he sat he sat in his recliner in his lazy boy sofa with his slippers on and his flannel and his dad sweats and just watch NASCAR. He probably had like, you know, one of those dogs that's always napping. Yeah. But exactly. always like wants to go for a ride in a truck. He probably has one of those. Like, I, uh, Ozzy missing one. I don't expect uh, Ozzy to be the guy that blasts one through. I just don't. I just don't expect him to be our offensive answer. I don't know why he was even in that position in that. I guess he's just got a cool head. That one, I'll give credit to Antonella. Got a block on it. Um, mm. But to watch two saves happen and then for Stefan Fry, the guy who is a MLS, not MLS goalkeeper of the year, to have uh, to have four out of five get by is so crazy, dude. Yeah. It was a. Uh, it was really sad to see. Seattle get beaten and for Fartland to get to advance specifically I don't know which one of those turds it was that ran past the goalpost and then started giving it to ECS and that hey, was I mean, a spree uh, again yeah I'm sure he I'm sure ECS deserves that <laughs> I mean I'm there yelling <laughs> the whole time I could have deserved it too but boy that's a bad look you got yeah. uh, somebody uh, I think it was Aaron Campo on Twitter who is a, a host of another Sounders podcast said something along the lines of um, even though your team won your your players would rather go celebrate in front of our fans than yours, so I'd still rather be us. <laughs> That's fantastic. Hi. Garbage. Hi. Garbage. Hi. Garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot. Hot garbage. We're taking the best, the worst, and the absolute crap. It's hot. It's garbage. It's hot garbage. Who's hot? Who's harbage? Who's harbage? And who's got harbage? <laughs> I'll go with garbage. Me. Who is hot? Who is garbage? And who's hot? Garbage. Let's start with hot. Hot. I would say Rui Diaz putting a second goal in, in stoppage time is a moment that is going to live in Sounders lore. Like I said, despite the result of that match. Hot. Um. Also hot. 
I would say nothing was actually more ice cold yeah. than that. And Walla Buana penalty kick. The guy, I when they when he trotted up to the spot to take the penalty kick, I was like, hand wall. I, I turned and looked at uh, Joe Mondello, who writes for SoundersFC.com. He's on staff there. I turned and looked at him and I said, hand Walla? Yeah. And he, yeah. And he was like, I guess. And then he walks up and, and took the coolest... Um, the kid's like 21, 22. He goes up and it walks up and takes the coolest penalty kick. Ice in his veins. Okay, so I mean, what if, if you didn't see it, I don't know why you're listening to this if you didn't see it. Antonella jumps one way as he just like delicately puts the ball where Antonella had oh. been formerly standing and then just turns and walks off like a G. It was oh. for just a kid like that to be that cool. That kid's got a future, man. Watch oh, out. Never seen, you're not the only I've one ne- out there being badass and young. Yeah, I've never seen um, a sounder take a penalty kick that coolly, and I've watched the Sounders with penalty kicks from Brad Evans. <laughs> so, spot kicking Buana. Hot. Yeah, nicely done. Now, this one, listen, I'm going to catch for this, I'm sure. Oops. That Fartland Tifo was pretty funny, dude. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> was mean, that like, the car show Classico one? No, yeah, like... Uh, Dude, where's your car show? And then they have a monster truck. It was, it was Grave Digger they, driving through the car. Like, listen, they must be listening to the pod. Monster <laughs> Monster Crawl. This is Thursday. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> I, I I like it. I've seen it multiple times come up, and like that made me that made me laugh. So the Tifo from Portland, hot, nicely done. How about garbage? Um, I would say the biggest garbage, the the worst garbage of the entire year in my mind is that Stefan Fry. Oh, hot garbage! Is not goalkeeper of the year. Yeah, what happened? The actual goalkeeper of the year. First of all, Stefan Fry doesn't win it, and then the actual goalkeeper of the year, Zach Stefan, um, goes and gives up three in his playoff game, including a third goal that was pretty much kicked straight at him. <laughs> so yeah. that's your goalkeeper of the year, America. Yeah. And that's what you get when you don't vote. <laughs> Not my goalkeeper of the year. Garbage. <laughs> I want it to be a category on Wheel of Fortune before and after, and I want it to be Zach Stefan Fry. <laughs> I just can't stop thinking about that all the time. Yeah, man. Um, the award is voted out by. Like it's like front office staff, media people, and then players make the last part of the vote. And I guess all the players don't like Stefan Fry because he's like the Game of Thrones wall. He doesn't let anything through unless you're a giant. Yeah, so, I don't know. Is Fry he, was statistically better, just like in every category, right? Every single category. The he put up not only was he better than Stefan this year, uh well, on top of the fact that Zach Stefan, when you pull the same stats across all of the twenty three starting goalkeepers in the league this year, Zach Steffen barely cracked the top 20, okay? Out of 23. Fry, on the other hand, puts up statistically one of the best seasons in MLS of all time. Right. And and somehow still How are you going to so say goalkeeper about- of the year and make it the, to- the 20th goalkeeper just because he got a cap with the U.S. men's national team or what? Like, it's such hot... That's hot garbage. Hot garbage. I, I won't accept garbage anymore. Also, garbage, that Portland TIFO, f*** them. Garbage. <laughs> um, and also hot garbage was the fact that the Timbers... All, like, a bunch of the guys on the Timbers team thought that they had won after the extra time. Before <laughs> hey, 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 easy. First of all... Hot garbage. I'm with you that they, like, started jumping up and down, but 
if you're playing by aggregate rules, which I assumed was the case, I also thought that. Like, everyone in the stands was like, oh, and people who weren't like that, you're lying. You were like that. And then suddenly <laughs> nothing's happening and everyone kind of looks around like, wait a second, what's going on? And then you look up at the screen and then everyone cheers late. It wasn't just the Portland fans. It was the really, like... I don't know if it's FIFA or just MLS, but super weak playoff structure. Once again, MLS playoffs. Hot garbage. MLS is one of the only leagues in the in the world that doesn't do away goals in extra time. Um, away goals don't count for away goals in extra time. So stupid. Um, but I would think that I'm I'm fine with a bunch of fans in the stands not knowing that that's a rule. I don't understand the professional sports players in the league. Of, of that sports game not understanding the rules of the postseason. I don't understand that at all. You have to know every scenario going into it. That brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's the Roman Torres-sized adult diaper man of the match. <laughs> I think that your Roman Torres-sized adult diaper man of the match is, yeah, I think the $55,000 man knew who. We haven't talked about him very much, but I think he had an amazing game, including... What would a Sounders FC playoff match with everything on the line be without a new who bicycle clearance? Hot. <laughs> it's the Roman Torres sized adult diapers. When you're making questionable runs, we've got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to beat us up, just so you know. That's, know. that's a very real thing. Uh, I would get into fan outrage. I don't. I Listen, I just want to cap this off by saying something very simple. I had a rough go of it this season, staying fired up, supporting the squad, you know, all the Sounders till I die stuff, fine. But they made it really hard to be interested. We got called out for it a couple pods ago for being, you know, negative about the best second half to a season ever because the the atmosphere wasn't there. It didn't didn't feel electric in the stands. It didn't feel electric for the people. It wasn't certainly wasn't carrying over on social or on TV or anything. It was just kind of flat, and there was like a lot of concern because of that, specifically from us. So to walk away from that match after seeing what I consider to be the best game I've ever seen at CenturyLink Field, to walk away from that feeling electrified, feeling I couldn't wait to podcast, I couldn't wait for the next season to start, yeah. I can't wait to start all over and do all of this again. A lot When a loss feels like a win, bad cliche, but when a loss feels like a win, it gets you really excited about the drama of the sport that you follow, and you know that it's bigger than just your team being best all the time. It's about writing something. Like the history of the club being rich because of the struggle, we like got a huge dose of that. We left a ton out. Um, we, they put everything out on the field that day. There was so much heart into it. Even with players missing and everything, it felt like the best I'd ever felt at Century Lake Field. And if you're a fan of technicalities, the Sounders technically won that game 3-2. to two. Hey! hey, hey. <laughs> um, that wraps up the regular season for us here. Yeah, I'll say, well, first of all, we will be back uh, next week. We'll be recapping the season as a whole, talking about some of your favorite moments as fans and some of your least favorite moments as fans. We'll kind of do a an all-time hot garbage, hot garbage for 2018. Um, but also, I, I do want to leave on a positive note and say... Uh, uh, that that despite not being goalkeeper of the year, Stefan Fry, uh, not only being the winner of our hearts and the goalkeeper <laughs> of the year in our in our heads here in Seattle, statistically too as well. Statistically math as well. math says yeah, that he it, did it, but okay. <laughs> the law of physics says so. Now that we're um, in post truth America, the <laughs> the idea of math being the winner is now out <laughs> and okay. 
Um, Stefan Fry at least does get to walk away with the 2018 MLS save of the year um, for his ridiculous, I call it the save father part two. Uh, <laughs> we'll post it. At, follow us online at Full 90 Extra Time. Uh, we'll post it there if you have not seen it yet. Also, while you're on there, Full 90 Extra Time, tell us your favorite hot and garbage and hot garbage moments of the season. We love hearing from you about that because we want to put together a real special to look back at the season here. Uh, this is the last of the main season that we're going to do for this year. 35 episodes, Brandon. I'm proud to have gotten that far uh, out of, what do they play, 36 matches? It's not bad that we <laughs> made it to, to yeah. 35 here. That's pretty good. I've It's been my pleasure to be able to uh, to put this stupid thing together with you every week. Too long, didn't listen for the whole season. This podcast is pretty bad, and I love it. <laughs> Likewise, and uh, it's been fun. Extra sad. Extra sad.